Hi there. Welcome to Bible Slash Chat. Jason, how are you? I blame you. I blame you. <laughs> it's your fault. It's not my fault. I know it is. I'm sorry. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> that, was a, that was a pretty short fight. It wasn't a fight. I, it kind of was. Yeah, you you said, me. I blame you. <laughs> You're like, don't you think? Don't you think? Don't you know? Don't you, you know? started it. You started it. I said, I if, blame you. So this is the segue. Okay. If certain false teacher guy or yeah, apostate... Yeah wrote a biblically sound song. That's the that's the question, right? That's the right. question that we actually got. You right. actually got. Yeah, it's actually a real question. If a guy yeah. who turns out to be an apostate has authored this good song. Yeah, yeah. Good hymn. Yep. Seems sound. His life turned really bad. Theologically, morally, whatever. Yeah. Would you still use it? And what guards should you have? How should you think about yeah. using songs in a worship service by an apostate or somebody who's had a horrible life? Yeah. Morally. It's a good question. Yeah, it's a hard because one. it does carry um, certain names carry certain connotations yeah, for us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you were mentioning like, what if, what if, like Ravi Zacharias, for example, no, right. wrote a hymn. <laughs> yeah, and and we we're like, hey, the hymn's great, it's but solid. it's Ravi theologically. You know, you know and there's all this baggage that's now attached to him, yeah, yeah. abusive culture and all that. Yeah. So would we use it or not? Yeah. It's super tricky. Yeah. And actually, this happened. This happens to have come up even recently because there's a couple of songs that we've sung by a group. That, that were actually that was uh, that were actually initially written by a group of guys that yeah. one of the guys is a sense apostate yeah. ap- apostatized. Yeah. So, what do you do in those situations? Like, can you use content that's produced by other right. by people who maybe are not necessarily biblically sound? Yeah, and I think my answer would be if the content is biblically sound, you can use it. Right, <laughs> because our job is not to know the hearts of men outside of us. Our job is to know the truth, and if it matches up with the truth, then I would say we're safe at that point. Yeah. I, I think time heals all wounds in a sense, right? So like we were talking about the history of It Is Well With My Soul. Yeah. Beautiful song. Glorious. Horatio Spafford. We everyone knows the story. You know, his family dies in the Chicago fire. He's in the he's the over boat. the ocean, right where they, you know, and, and you know, his uh, his business burns and his family yeah. dies on the boat, his kids yeah. do and He's on the boat right over the place where his kids drown, and, and he writes this hymn, and it's this beautiful story. It all just comes together. Yeah, and you're like, wow, this guy's an amazing guy. But it turns out, actually, he and his wife, after they after he got to England, they ended up moving to Jerusalem and starting, like, a utopian messianic sect. Like, sort of very odd and that's stuff. That's <laughs> <laughs> Trying to essentially establish heaven on earth in Jerusalem. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean... They actually went sort of crazy. Yeah, I mean, theologically, and, and, they went yeah, south. Very south. Yeah. But It Is Well With My Soul is a beautiful song. It no is. one knows the backstory on Spafford yeah, and everything talk they about later. That. We don't talk about that because yeah. the song is beautiful and time yeah. has sort of you right. know, you know, buried all of that right. all of that data. Yeah, you know, and yeah. the same is true of a lot of things, right? We sing a lot of hymns that were written originally by Catholic priests or yeah. different people. And we say, well, can you sing that song? Well, I mean, there's... If honestly, if you look into anybody's life and you really start to poke at it, apart from maybe John Newton, like you said, <laughs> there's something in there that's not necessarily helpful, he's right? Yeah, he's the one safe guy. And then, like, okay, no, like I'm William kidding. Cooper, he struggled with depression. He I tried know. to kill himself. Yeah. You know, but his songs are glorious. It's like beautiful. there is a fountain filled with blood. I mean, it's yeah. an amazing song. Yeah. So, so. D- can we use his? Because he was a huge sinner and had a very, very difficult yeah. life. He ended up dying essentially of depression. Yeah, like what? So my, my answer would be at this point, our job isn't to evaluate the writers mm. per se, because all people are sinners, mm. and even writers that didn't apostatize in their lives, we don't actually know whether their hearts truly love Christ, yeah. right? We just know the content of what they wrote. Yeah. So we can look at the content and say, is this content biblical? Yeah. If it's biblical, if it's biblical, clear, and <sighs> singable. I think we should consider yeah. that song to be sung in corporate worship. Fair enough. Now, there's, like, for example, Bethel writes mm-hmm. a lot of music. Mm-hmm. Would we sing Bethel songs? Yeah. Well, to be honest, Bethel isn't writing biblical, clear yeah. lyrics. Not much of a question there. No. Yeah. So so it's not, it's not 
only because of Bethel, there are connotations that are associated with sure. that. But it isn't only because of Bethel, because of who Bethel is. Because of the connotations of Bethel. Yeah, but, but it's actually, actually... Because the actual content is relatively yeah. weak and difficult yeah. to sing, and yeah. oftentimes, and then just like extremely repetitious. So like, you know, we just don't want it. We just don't need that in church. I'd rather sing as well with my soul. refrains 20 times <laughs> at minimum. <laughs> over and over yeah. and over. That's a good so, point. I, so, <clears throat> so that's the first thing I would say. Our job okay. is to is to be discerning about content. First. Not necessarily about yeah. writers, right? On the second, the, however, like a second okay. sort of a second sort of consideration, okay. there would be there are connotations that are present in our current culture because time hasn't healed time, that wound, time so hasn't healed, dealt with those wounds, <laughs> and so those connotations we have to be wise about. Okay. So if we're going to sing a song by a group or by a person who has presently apostatized or who has who is presently being accused okay. of of sexual misconduct or all these yeah. things then I would say we might want to be a little bit reticent about using that song just because someone might say well did you know that this person wrote that song and their conscience might be troubled yeah. by it yeah. in a way that wouldn't necessarily be helpful yeah. so we might want to avoid it just for the sake of protecting people's consciences yeah, yeah, yeah. but not because that's our obligation to do that right So yeah like it would be a sin if you didn't yeah it would be unrighteous to right. use content written by someone who yeah. wasn't a righteous person and I think that's your, you bring up a good point in how you answered it I think it's help I think what we need to realize is in making all of these decisions, especially as church leaders, yeah. like we don't want to make something a sin that's not a sin. Totally. Right? We want to call out sin when it's a sin, but this issue, that's why there is so much debate. Yeah. I think the fact of the debate yeah. tells you. Tells you that it's not. Yeah, yeah, like good and godly men on all different pages yep. who love the Lord, love the Bible, are saying, I have this opinion, I have this opinion. It's hard to say, thus says the Lord yeah. on this specific issue. Yeah, because the Bible just doesn't speak. Yeah. yeah. And and our job, like you're saying, our job is to be biblical. So we yeah. wanna we wanna know the Bible. Yeah. And we want to compare everything that we that we sing, that yeah. we read, that yeah. we say, that we suggest exactly. with the Bible. Right. So again, it, it it isn't just with songs, it's with books too. We exactly. have guys who write amazing books and then they end up Later. apostatizing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's there's a guy who put together a map of the Middle East, uh, the, the geographical maps of the Middle East, yeah. and then he ended up going literally apostatizing, turning from Christ. Do we use that map book? Yeah. Well, yes. Is it's, it no I mean, longer it's valid super, historically? Yeah, it's super useful yeah. historical information. Yeah. And, and so we just say, look, it's not about him. It's about the content. So if the right. content is clear, the content is helpful, right. we're not... And it's biblical, and right. we're discerning enough about the Bible to know that if those things are true, then right. we're okay with it. Yeah, right. it kind of reminds me of like the old early church debate about do I have to get rebaptized if the mm. uh, the pastor who baptized me turned out to be not a Christian? Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, or lapsed. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Okay, yeah, exactly. Same. Last thing then with this is then why not just sing the Psalter, <laughs> the Scottish Psalter, the Scottish Psalter? Only. Okay, so very interesting, right? So what is the Psalter? The Psalms. They are, but they're not exactly the Psalms, right? They're paraphrases. They're they're reworkings of but the Psalms. They're old, John. They're old. They're, old. <laughs> they're traditional. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. I, I love some of the Psalms. No, no, some I of know. the Psalms yeah. and the Psalter is actually beautiful. But I think again, we're in the same place there, where we say, well, it's not actually just a Psalm. Some poet took the Psalm, did. restructured it, and then added melody to it in order to make it singable. Right. Some of which are very difficult to sing, but <laughs> if, if somebody did that. Yeah. Who was that guy? Like I don't know. It's right. just some Scottish guy. Yeah. I, but I. But what is it? Is that something that I should then say? Like that's actually the standard because it's the Psalms. Well, it's not God's word. It's not like we're just opening our Bibles and singing Literally Psalm thirty-two. Singing, yeah. So and and so we're just still in that same position. We're okay. still in the same position where we have to say, look, we don't, we can't know, we can't say that this is who this guy was or who this guy wasn't. We don't know anybody's hearts. What yeah. we do know is the Bible, and yeah. we know the content of what we're reading, singing, yeah. teaching, explaining. That's- Tradition is very powerful, though. They're it the is Scottish very Scottish covenanters. They're amazing guys. <laughs> I'm half Scottish. Are That's you? 
Uh, a quarter. <laughs> quarter. <laughs> the light so, quarter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The one that hasn't seen the sun in a yeah, while. Exactly. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, obviously, right? It has I, a strong hold on I love hold it. It's got people. a strong hold on people. Yeah. On me, I, I, my family comes from Scottish Covenant. But? But that's not biblical necessarily. Yeah. That's I'm, I, Then you're that's just holding on tradition more than what the Bible teaches. Exactly. So. Yeah, that's really helpful. Yeah. Very hard question that you have yeah, to like, very hard philosophically question. work yeah, through. Yeah, there's, there's no text that specifically says it like yeah. you said. That's so. really a good answer. Thank you. Yeah. Hope that's helpful for you. If you have any questions, you can always email us at info at faithbibleoc.org. Thanks for listening and watching.